Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Marisol Cortez from Deceleration. We are an online journal writing journalistically, academically, and creatively at the intersection of climate justice, resilience, and human rights. You can find us online at deceleration.news. Today's podcast guest is Fabiola Ochoa Torralba. Fabiola is a dancer, a cultural worker, and a community organizer around migrant rights, housing justice, displacement, and recovery of Afro-Mexicano identities. Here in San Antonio, she is known for creating community-based dance projects that use movement to draw people into a variety of issues, from access to public space, to climate justice, to our relationships to land and the more-than-human worlds around us. Today's podcast sprang from a conversation that she and I had back in the winter when she mentioned she was in the process of doing dance research on what she described as bird movement vocabulary in response to the situation at Bird Island at San Antonio's Elmendorf Lake Park. And just really briefly, the city and military have spent the last year trying to remove a long-standing rookery of egrets from a city park on San Antonio's west side which is an effort that many residents of the surrounding neighborhoods feel is connected to these larger efforts of the city to, um, to remove, to demolish uh, nearby public housing. And uh, if you're interested in that story, it can be found on our site. Just visit deceleration.news and search for coverage related to Bird Island. But going back to Fabiola, um, I was just intrigued by this idea of bird movement vocabulary for the way that it suggested that movement both bird and human, can be a language. And I'm perpetually inspired by the way Fabiola interweaves the artistic realm with the realms of activism and research. And so, several months and one pandemic later, we finally sat down to talk more about her work, about the theory behind her praxis, and about how her various projects all link together. So here is Fabiola Ochoa Torralba. Thank you so much for taking the time to... um hear me out and ask me questions I think it's a, a good practice to be asked about your work and um, to talk about it and I, it's a very basic way of um, being engaged with artists and supporting um, local artists so thanks for doing that um, and I don't get asked <laughs> a whole lot about um, my research it's really interesting most of the questions about dance is when when is your next performance Mm -hmm. um are you teaching any classes Mm -hmm. um rarely is it are you working on projects or is there are you are you in research mode or what what are you exploring at the moment Mm -hmm. it's interesting so i appreciate this um opportunity I think with bird movement um, vocabulary, I had um, prompted it as that because I was looking for a way to create a, a structure that would engage regular folks, mm-hmm. non-dance identified people that hang out at the park already with movement research. And I've found that sometimes um, mirroring um, or responding to um, something in, in the physical, actual, in the moment, live world, it's like feels feels like a, a way 
um, into this world of movement research that can be very intimidating for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think we do it all of the time. Like we're always in movement research. <laughs> we move, um, we move or we navigate our own um, movement through space on a daily basis, even if it's just going to the bathroom in a household of four other people <laughs> mm -hmm. navigating um, those pathways, our choreography, mm -hmm. um, our movement, our performance. Um, and I think that when it becomes something, usually um, people think of dance as the, the performative element only, um, but I like to think about it a lot too. And so the Bird Movement Vocabulary Project, I had um, titled it as that, but I really wanted to call it Bird Island mm. um, because I wanted to draw attention to what was happening at Bird Island as a way to support the work that other folks were already doing, mm -hmm. um, such as the deceleration news, um, local um, neighborhood residents, um, environmental activists, cultural workers of the West Side community. So there has already been work happening and I wanted to um, see how I could be in dialogue through my, my medium, which is dance, which is usually something that I kind of have to fight for <laughs> right. because I get distracted with a lot of other right. work, um, but they're definitely interrelated. So my way of kind of navigating my um, relationships and I think in some way desire and desire to remain accountable to community work um, is to include my dance in that community work in some way. Mm -hmm. So um, dance action to me is using dance making, dance exploration, dance research, dance inquiry as a way to um, raise awareness or have discussions about um, things that are happening in our community that affect our lives and that um, can be changed or reimagined with the engagement of real people that are affected mm -hmm. um, or that are in solidarity with the issue. So um, I have a tendency to, okay, I'm going to put on my teacher hat and my choreographer hat and I'm going to put on the program development hat and create this whole project mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and and so that it's inclusive and, and then um, it's just it's there's a lot of a layering that that happens um, when you're working on dance when you're engaging other people other bodies it's just a, mm -hmm. a, another level of kind of organization and coordination that sometimes just the logistics of it kind of get in the way for me. Mm -hmm. So, and in the case of this project, it meant that it was delayed and I was getting called um, to other urgent work and mm -hmm. um, my work in community sometimes, um, it, it comes with different levels of urgency and urgency that I feel um, that I need to be responsive to and, right. and um, so my attention flows. Um, so what happened with COVID-19 is that now 
that I'm not able to physically gather people. Um, I've had to think about how then... (laughs) then who am I right now at this moment as a dance making person? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my identity in San Antonio has been about these community based dance projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am also apparently, you know, a soloist, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, or I make staged works. Um, I like experimental um, based dance as well. And I like teaching and speaking and and thinking and writing from those places. And sometimes there isn't as much maybe space or opportunity for that here. Mm -hmm. So I think um, a lot of my work, I approach it at those intersections, but trying to be responsive, trying to really center the the creative inquiry and, 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 trusting in the process of people making and thinking together and that being a way to mobilize people and and Mm -hmm. that um platform as a a way of engaging folks in in dialogue yeah so where i'm at right now is i'm in the process and the reason that this project um what i wanted to call bird island had initiated is because i um I've been doing a lot of thinking and about what is, what is, I think an ongoing question mm-hmm. is what is my practice? What is my dance practice? Mm-hmm. Um, and then another question is like, what is my practice of being in relation to land? Mm-hmm. Like, what is my practice? And then one recently is like, what is my dance practice at this very moment? Um, and those are three, I think, questions that are guiding how I'm moving at the moment. Um, and so can't gather people. So it means that if I want the work to happen, then I have to do it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You have to sort of rethink. I have to do Mm -hmm. it. And, and I have to put my body out there in space and I can't hide in a studio. Right. And I can't hide being a teacher and instructing others or facilitating others to move. Um, and it's, it's, uh, forcing me to like reckon with myself and what I had been honing in on, um, as a dance maker, which I think was mostly recently about, choreographing teaching and and producing Mm -hmm. um and so now there's this solo thing and um it has to happen because I feel responsible for Mm -hmm. moving this conversation forward that I had Mm -hmm. kind of initiated with myself and um had already yeah put out there into the universe and now it it, it needs to unravel Mm -hmm. and I think it's been interesting because it's it's challenging because I I'm having to put myself um, make be visible and vulnerable in a way that I don't feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, 
and that I, I love dance for because I can hide in people, I can hide behind, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. hide in motion, I can hide in performance. Mm. But being a like a single body in space and in the public space where there's lots of opportunities for people to look at you, yeah. it, it's challenging for me in, in that regard. But I think that that's... Um, I think that that's where I'm landing in mm-hmm. the context that we're in, and that's definitely work that I've been needing to have. And I think that I think that this is um, this is this is what needs to happen, and yeah. um, how I say like I will earn my moccasins. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that this kind of um, me wanting to connect like through dance making to this local issue was me trying to think about well what is my practice and um reflecting on yeah how am I tied to all living things like how am I in dialogue like what more how can I deepen my relationship and so there's little things that I can do that I've borrowed and learned from in the performance world. And there's little things that I can do that I've learned um, in um, ceremonia or um, mm-hmm. different spiritual-based practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand protocol, but I wanted something of my own and I and I think that that's a thing of dance as well. You know that you each mover. I think any art form, right? Everyone has their own vocabulary, their own um, expressions, their own nuances. Like what makes them unique mm-hmm. um, as a, as a person, as a maker, as a being. Um, and I I don't know. I what, what I can think I, that. Go ahead. Uh huh. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I think that this kind of like falling into myself and mm-hmm. my body is is forcing me to um, go into a new in a new place that I've been needing to go to and mm-hmm. um, that I I think is kind of already there like a, a space of energy that I can already harness from um, but that. Yeah, for whatever um, social, like, life commitments and uh, responsibilities and navigations Mm -hmm. and, like, all of the things of the logistical world Mm -hmm. that are being turned upside down now. Yeah. Like, they're no longer, like... They don't exist. Right, right. <laughs> they don't exist, and they're falling from under, and so I'm just, yeah, yeah falling falling along with it, and right. I'm like myself in some way. So you um, don't... So, so this is me mm-hmm. finding a practice. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you don't necessarily know in this moment kind of what the final production, I guess, will be. You're kind of having to respond in the, just as things develop, um... To figure out what that will look like, but I, you're so you're in process basically, 
Um, but I think one of the interesting things, the things that was so interesting for me to think about with the idea of bird movement vocabulary is because like I'm, cause my medium is words because I'm a, a writer, like, um, to think about movement, having a vocabulary and then bird movement, having a vocabulary for, uh, or for it being the idea of movement and the body, like, um, expressing language like that was really like amazing to me and I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what that research actually looks like like how do you um how do you collect information about that language um the embodied language of how birds move and then how what you do with that with your own body um like did you go to Elmendorf Lake park a certain number of days did you know were you watching the birds were you taking written notes or were you taking notes with your movement just talk a little bit more about kind of the actual research process okay cool um i appreciate these questions um so um so the bird movement vocabulary um, concept has now expanded to um, something that I think um, other movers of some sort may identify as as maybe something called land dance. Mm. Um, I I don't know officially what land dance is, but there's so in general there are these different. Um, different practices that exist in dance and performance that are about um, moving and making um, in the moment mm-hmm. to the land mm-hmm. with the land um, so that's been a part of my um, a, a big part of how I explore um movement research mm-hmm. um, and I that kind of fascination with, with land I think comes from my um, what it like desire to like well, what is movement like what is what is migration what is displacement mm-hmm. um, what are what are the forces that that impede like movement like what what does the color of displacement look like at the moment like Mm -hmm. just thinking a lot about movement um like as an individual moving entity and also like movement as a force and and what are the forces and the conditions that that move Mm -hmm. um other beings other things and so Bird Island, I think for me, um, is, is, is about migration, is about how do we treat other bodies Mm -hmm. when we're competing for space, Mm. um, when we're, when our relationship to space and land is re being reoriented and, and our, um, understandings of, of how we are in relation to or not are also changing um, 
I think that in some ways, maybe what I'm what I'm trying to understand is like, is there a relationship between how we treat um, these birds, mm -hmm. these species, and how we treat land, how we relate to land and each other? Mm -hmm. I feel like I think a lot of the um, my thinking right now is on um, trying to find ways of, of expressing and understanding and um, communicating like my relationship affiliation to um, kinship mm -hmm. with Afro-Mexicanos mm -hmm. as an immigrant migrant who was born in an Afro-Mexican region and who has family mm -hmm. um, and is of Afro-Mexican descendancy. Mm -hmm. What is my relationship to this? Um, what are our relationships to this diaspora and um, to other migrating bodies and masses? Um, I, you know, if we think about the environment at the moment and the collapse or regeneration, however you want to see it, there's people and islands and edges at the moment who are being moved and shifted and displaced mm -hmm. and bodies of people who are also, um, you know, being relocated and detained yeah. um, and forced to flee on foot. Um, so I, I, there's a lot of migration that is taking place at the moment and I'm asking, like, I'm asking, like, what is that? Like, what are those waves? Like, mm -hmm. who, where do, where do people come from? Like, what are these islands? Like, mm -hmm. what is the relationship between the environmental degradation and, and human and other, you know, species displacement? Um, I think what is happening at Bird Island is, you know, a, I think it's a reflection of, of colonialism mm -hmm. and um, how we invade or colonize or monopolize right, environments. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because the contention around these birds are also <laughs> their overpopulation of mm -hmm. this space, right? That's one of the contentions. And yet, you know, their, their overpopulation and their um, mm -hmm. balance is... is a result of our disruptions, right? Disruptions to their ecosystem. So we're all like fighting for space, and so I think I think about at the moment, you know, the other work that I'm engaged with is housing, mm -hmm. and so how you know, even in a city that already has its uh, very limited resources on um, accessible, affordable. Um, humane housing mm -hmm. um, that there, of course, other folks that are migrating into the city. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking a lot about, yes, like there is this protect, you know, who has been here and 
I'd say that that's probably like a healthy form of nativism, like honor the people that have been taking care of this space of this Mm -hmm. land. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we should say, and this is an unhealthy form of nativism that, you know, if you're not from here, then you can't be here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's about like me engaging with, with housing issues has and also thinking about these migrations and forced displacement conceptually in my dance work um, and another work um, is how do we share space? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's like at the heart of, um, or one of the hearts, I don't know, like when I think one of the central kind of maybe questions of indigenous practice mm-hmm. is to think about how we share, how we um, co-habitate, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. how do we live together? Um, so I see those overlaps um, mm-hmm. very, like, thoroughly in between all of the, you know, the, the worlds <laughs> that I um, see myself as... as mm-hmm a part of Mm -hmm. the other I guess project that where I'm really thinking about identity and culture is um, the East to West project Mm -hmm. um, which is not performance or dance focused it's more about um, honoring individuals who are working in community um, who are of the black diaspora, mm-hmm. uh, African-American, um, Afro-Latino, um, Afro-descendant, mm-hmm. black, um, indigenous, Afro, mixed goodness, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these words mm-hmm. um, that apply or don't apply, um, but that are about really, um, again, like how are we interrelated um how are we interrelated and and really it's a it's a project that I'm kind of using to help um my own personal goal which is to um create solidarity Mm -hmm. with Afro-Mexicans of the Costa Chica um as I have been asked to do by local artists and cultural workers and um political leaders mm-hmm. um, who want the world to know <laughs> that Afro-Mexicanos exist, mm-hmm. that they have been um, working on a movement for the past at least 30 years um, and are celebrating because very recently um, the Mexican government has um agreed to recognize and allow an option for Afro-Mexicanos to self-identify in the Mexican census. So in Mexico right now, of course, there's existing Afro-Mexican communities, and then there's also new communities um, of Afro descendants from other countries, mm-hmm. um, other migrants, other refugees who are on their way to Mexico or on their way to the U.S. or you know mm-hmm. somewhere else, who are coming into Mexico like to seek 
a temporary refuge or to create a new life. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of waves um, as well around um, blackness, Mm -hmm. black identity, um, Afro descendancies. Like there's a lot of a lot of different waves. I'm interested in having a conversation about those different waves, like that diversity mm-hmm. um, of understanding and also um, like conversations about colonialism. What are the impacts of um, being forced to take on mm-hmm. these categories, these definitions that like don't apply mm-hmm. um, always um, are inappropriate that reify this idea um, make real in our imaginations this idea that um, race as a physical biological mm, yeah. um, a, a characteristic or expression mm-hmm. is is a valid like scientific like biological truth right right um there's 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 so what i've been seeing and you know my like own trying to understand like what is afro what is black what what is like Latinx? What is indigenous? What is indigenous descendant? What is Native American? Like all of these words, um, seeing also how those words are limiting and often are words that someone else gave us so that mm-hmm. they can understand us, but mm-hmm. that aren't appropriate and ultimately just kind of reinforce this idea that, um, you know, if you look a certain way, then racially you must be this. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess for me, that as somebody that is not phenotypically black, um, but comes from a family that is black, mm-hmm. um, and also is very aware of the privilege that I have because I'm a mestiza, I'm darker, but not lightest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the U.S. I'm privileged to have the ability to travel without fear. I'm economically um, or academically um, privileged. And I think just by virtue of being in the U S also economically privileged. Mm -hmm. So I, what is my responsibility to, um, to my family, Mm -hmm. to the communities that I identify with, to, um, addressing, you know, these issues of displacement, colorism, anti-blackness, migration, um, nativism, xenophobia, they're all interrelated, mm-hmm. um, for me anyways. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that, yeah, that, that's part of my work, my responsibility. And so that's how I kind of thread, thread them through mm-hmm. the research process, what the movement, um, research <laughs> inquiry, what that yeah. looks like right now. That's, yeah. Um, so 
yes, it is landing. It is being in um, the physical space, Elmendorf Park. Um, and usually I, I kind of go in with, this is what I think I'm going to like hone in on or focus on or like what's going to be like my motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I arrive and um, I think one thing that I really love about modern dance or postmodern dance um, improvisation um, is that you really have to I guess you don't but I feel like you have to like feel and sense and or at least like feeling and sensing like is important in dance Mm -hmm. even if even if we don't like oh that's the center of our universe Mm -hmm. and that's like what I'm here for like you do have to feel and sense like a gymnast I'm sure like can sense like oh shit my rotation is off just Mm -hmm. by like how thick the air is Mm -hmm. moving around their thighs or something like Mm -hmm. they're in in the same way that a fisherman like has to be able to sense like weight on the net to know like Mm -hmm. is the catch ready to be pulled up or is there anything here like you sensing and feeling is integral and so that's kind of a to being a human but I think it, it does lend itself um, you know, I guess in like social logistical Western world of thought, like it does, there are benefits, real actual benefits that can enhance your performance or um, your ability to respond clearly and effectively. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes in an improvisational practice for myself anyways that means I land and when I land if I'm feeling I if I'm feeling a feeling if I'm sensing or if I'm just being distracted because I'm freaking out because there's people walking around mm-hmm. like whatever it is like it's like I'm in I'm in there and so the goal for me is not to sometimes when dancers go into studio time or they're improvising and they're using improvisation to generate a new movement vocabulary for their work that they're researching, Mm -hmm. making, putting together, um, there is this like produce, produce, produce. Like you're in there and like move, move, figure it out, go, Mm -hmm. now this, remember, now add. Like Mm -hmm. that time time and space like is usually very like you're yeah you're there to work you're paying forty dollars an hour (laughs) you better you know make something um but this my approach in this context um in this work is about like falling in and sensing um and moving with um and so there are things that I use that can help well what is that what are you talking about moving with um sometimes I talk with my housing colleagues and and we're talking about power dynamics and I say things like create space Mm -hmm. create space open up space so more people can fall in and my my director is just like I don't know what you mean by this like analogy about Mm. 
space um, and I'm trying to address power. But anyway, so yes, like you arrive into the moment. Sometimes I come in with mechanisms like exercises, prompts. So there are things that um, usually I set myself up with, like, okay, today I'm going to respond to this question or today I'm going to... I'm just going to arrive and see how I'm responding to everything. Mm -hmm. Or today I'm really going to observe the birds and maybe I've been focusing a lot on my head, my wingspan and my like reach for my torso, but maybe there's weight or like they have hops Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's that. Or sometimes a lot of times too, it's um, like tracing tracing what you see around you Mm -hmm. um, with different parts of your body Mm. Um, yeah or playing with speed based on the speed of how things move around you Um, yeah so there's there's lots of ways there isn't a set way is what I'm trying to say yeah Um, and I don't want to because it because the practice for me is about are you how are you responsive? Uh-huh. And that and that is and that is like maybe the I that is my practice. I'm a responsive a responsive uh, dance artist. I feel the need to create work that is in dialogue and in in response to yeah. something that we are questioning, experiencing, asking, or should be. Um, I I feel the need to create work that is that is in response in response yes. whether it's stage solo or yeah community aha uh-huh. it's that always in response reminds me actually there was um uh, a while back when I was doing my own like grad grad school research stuff and I was writing about embodiment and waste and ecologies of waste and where waste goes and ends up in which communities and but one of the books that I read that had a concept that I just loved so much which was um the idea of so it was responsibility but like they highlight they italicized the response part um responsibility and the idea there was like waste has in our encounter with it like it has this ability to shock us or move us to produce a response in us that opens up like a an ethical um uh space where we are forced to reckon with or we are forced to do something about we're forced to have an accountability to like the fact that we have this economy that's based on consumption and the production of waste and the accumulation of waste. So like, so however we feel when we have this encounter with, with garbage or with like um, uh, environmental um, uh, pollution or whatnot, like that actually, like that negative charge that we get when we encounter that opens up this deeper responsibility in us and that was what that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about like responding or the 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 movement research being about this responsibility Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and that being a kind of dialogue a dialogue uh, that makes the person who's moving have to think about well what is my relationship you know what what is and if I have to think about what is my relationship then I have to think about what is my responsibility to those beings or to the land or to other people that have been displaced Mm -hmm. or have moved through spaces or are being moved out of spaces um yeah it's really it's really really interesting and profound like for me to hear you talk about that um and I know um I think Greg's gonna need his computer in a minute but um I feel like you like all the questions I wanted to ask you kind of just answered like um in your responses just weaving in and out of the various things I wanted to ask you but I wanted to close just with a, a final question um because I've heard you talk about the idea of decolonizing dance, and I think you really kind of touched on it already um, or started to um, or implicitly talked about what that means, but I don't know if there's anything else you want to say explicitly kind of about what that means to decolonize dance, just kind of in closing. Mm, So... I think it can mean a lot of different things to different people. Um, and I'm really speaking from a particular experience of a particular part of the world. Um, the way that, that I see um, the dance world that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. modern, postmodern, improv, concert, um theater like a lot of the expectations definitions structures ways of understanding dance are heavily euro western centric mm-hmm. um and so how and that impacts maybe how what we expect of dance or um what we recognize as dance, um, I think is part of the reason that, for example, folks um, are always looking for a performance, for example, mm-hmm. um, or a product, like a final a final product. Right. And I think that those things are like good, like I value benchmarks and <laughs> um, I, I think that they're, they're, they're good things, but I think that they're also kind of processes and ways of understanding movement, dance, and um, being in relation to each other. They conflict with other worldviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, you know, for as an example, you know, like in ceremonial-based dance, like Danza Azteca or Danza Conchero, um, and which those and dances I think of indigenous and black um, Afro diaspora people throughout the world I think people of color like in general and I'm sure indigenous like once indigenous like European white folks too like our dances were about um, honoring 
time, cyclical time, um, mm-hmm. so that we knew when to hunt, when to fish, when to farm, like honoring like our codependency and rebuilding dams or cleaning out the earth or mending trees. Like our mm, speed in everyday interactions, our understanding of like our physical body in relationship to other bodies, physical or not, is very different mm-hmm. than going to a studio, create something in like two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our practice, I think, is about listening, um, observing, um, witnessing, right? Mm-hmm. Witnessing, um, being with, um, acknowledging that there's protocols. And sometimes you have to ask for permission. And I think that. Uh, in the U.S., I don't know if it's a U.S. thing. I see it in arts for sure. Entertainment, most definitely. Like, we think that when we are... When we're engaging with art or culture, that there are things to be consumed. Mm-hmm. There are things to for us to see, for us to stand outside of and judge, entertain. Um, They're there for our viewing pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think like that we're taught well how to ask questions about art um, as younger people or like how to ask questions in general that are about just living in curiosity mm-hmm. um, so I I feel like that decolonizing dance is also is like saying like okay like other folks have other ways of approaching dance and when it's not always about entertainment it's not, not always about pretty, putting a pretty show for you mm-hmm. or like um, you know in it, like creating sparkles for your eyes or translating something to be easily understood and digestible for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always about you. Actually, dance is often, like, about us. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, us in the moment, us, like, listening and, like, moving through each other's energies, us communicating with our bodies and with our gaze, like, us, like, being in this moment together. Not always this, like, I'm going to, like, watch from a distance mm-hmm. <laughs> and be a passive observer. Right. You're a part of it. Like, right. your body is a part of it, your energy, and you're equally responsible. Um, <laughs> there's that word again. Mm-hmm. Again, like, in ceremony, right, for, like, holding space, carrying the energy that is in that space. Um, we are all, like, we we all are, yes, physical beings, but we also have energy um, and we're responsible for that energy, how we use it in the moment, the intentions that we set, and how, you know, we we share it um, with everything around us. That's what I've been learning. Mm-hmm. So I think decolonizing dance is about challenging maybe some of those assumptions that we have about what is dance, what is performance, when do we see it, how do we see it, um, what is this third wall, like, you know, do I have to pay? I only see mm-hmm. it in the theater. Like, mm-hmm. what? And when are we performing? When are we not performing? When is something just? When is something a practice? Like, mm-hmm. 
that is, I guess we could, yeah, it is performance, but um, there are some things that I don't, I mean, when people pray, is that a performance? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think that, yeah, that there's, there's some, some heavy assumptions that we have about what is dance. And I think some of those assumptions kind of conflict, contradict, mm-hmm. um, and erase sometimes, you know, other other approaches, other communities, other traditions, yeah. other ways of understanding. Um, and I think that, yeah, all of those are very much tied to colonialism. Mm-hmm. And so in this version, I mean, I think what I've learned as a choreographer is that like some people don't I didn't grow up with experiences of being outside that is a very very new thing Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really go to parks (laughs) you know we just didn't do stuff like that we're always working or tired Um, having people like go outside like even go outside and not to a storefront or to a building like some people also like are very mobile but they don't they're not mobile like in natural kind of like environment areas Mm -hmm. so having people go to a park is sometimes a big thing Mm -hmm. especially like for folks that are looking for dance where that usually takes place in some context in a studio right or in Mm -hmm. a theater they're looking for a storefront for a studio and so if there's no studio and they're like oh it's in the park it's you know a big old brain buster Mm -hmm. I think like a lot of younger folks too right like and I'm included in that I'm I am part of I guess this technology wave um although I resisted a lot and I don't think all generations can be generalized um there are many different kinds of experiences um, with technology and land and space, especially amongst migrant communities. Um, I, but a lot of folks, I think in general, are growing up in this digital world. And so for me, like it's also important to, um, yeah, like what is this practice of how am I in relation to very important and seriously? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're. Yeah, that that is a that is a that that is a, and I think like that maybe that is also like what um, los antepasados like talk about mm-hmm. and you know current living elders like that. It that is the practice that we're all fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the practice of being. Of listening, of witnessing, of being with, of moving with, yeah, learning how to work, move around each other, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, those are the questions. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Fabiola. Um, I could e- I could easily keep asking you questions and talking to you and listening to you, um, but I have to let you go for today. But um, yeah, I just thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about these things um i think you're right like we don't give each other time and space to really like reflect deeply on these questions and i just um i just have a lot of appreciation for the work that you do in the community and the work you do theoretically the work you do you know as a thinker and as a creator um so yeah thank you so much 